kind of reflecting uh, in light of the big picnic we had downtown last night, which was amazing. So many people came, big, beautiful mass and everything. And I was thinking about, uh, you know, being able to grow up here in St. Charles. And, you know, I went to St. Pat's grade school when I was a kid and, and all that. And um, we used to walk to school every day, uh, walk home every day. It was rare that my mom would actually take us and it had to be like, you know, pouring rain or something before we'd get a ride. Um, so we would walk to school and I would always look over, you know, as I was walking up to the school, I would always look over at the, the church and the rectory to see if there were like these yellow and black pylons out on the street. Because if you saw those, that meant there was going to be a funeral that day. Somebody had died and there was a funeral. And so my thing was, uh, I like to serve mass. And so as soon as I would see those, I would run over to the rectory and I'd knock on the door. And Father Roberts uh, would answer and he'd look at me like, what are you doing here at this hour? But he knew because I did it every time I saw the pylons. And I go, can I serve Mass? And he'd say, sure, you can serve Mass. Just make sure you tell Sister Carolyn that you're going to be doing that. And so I, I served all these Masses for funerals. And I, you know, I love doing it. But they, the, there was a, like these added benefits. Like I got out of class. Huh? And, the, and the best part was that after the funeral was over, months, or, uh, Father Roberts would slip us a few bucks and say, uh, go down to the Colonial. You know, Colonial used to be right down the street from the church. You know where Taste of Himalaya is? That used to be Colonial ice cream. And so you go down there and get yourself some ice cream uh, before you go back to class. Well, that was like a, another hour. We, we, could, we could do it, you know? It was great. I loved it. And so it, it begs the question, what did I think was more important, serving a master getting the ice cream? And... In other words, what's my motivation? And obviously I love to serve Mass, and, uh, but there's a part of me that also liked uh, getting out of class and you know, getting a, a nice little treat. And what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What, what inspires you? What, what gets you going and, uh, to do the things you're supposed to do, to take care of the people that the Lord has given you to take care of, to want to be a great mom, Great dad, great husband, great wife, great son, great daughter, great friend. What motivates you? And, and the Lord on balance wants it to be to serve, to die to self, to be him. But it's, that's not easy. Our motives get mixed up. And can the Lord work with the fact that I like to serve but also like ice cream? Yes, he can. But he also wants me to always be striving to make sure that it's more about him than anything else. And what motivates you? Can you say that? And if you can't, then we've got to work on it. You look at the disciples today. What's their, what's, they get to serve Jesus. But what do they also want? They want to serve themselves. Who's best? Who's first? Mixed motives. Now, does he reject them out of hand because they, their hearts are not in the right place? No. He can work with this. And he will. Now there's a, you know, if you go back to our first parents and, you know, the original sin was lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, threefold concupiscence, money, sex, power. That's what we call it. And, and that whole idea is, it's about me. I get to decide. And Jesus is like, no, that doesn't work. You want to be happy and you want to be good at what you do. You want to be really motivated to do the best you can. You got to get rid of that stuff. It's not about you being number one. 
I was listening to a, a, a talk recently on Word on Fire by Bishop Barron and jo Jordan Peterson, who's a really interesting guy, very smart. And they were having a discussion about what motivates them. And they were kind of comparing like the current culture, post-modernism, post-Christianity. Uh, post, uh, uh, and the way the world works now is based on money, sex, power. Uh, and the antidote they said to that is something called the good, the true, and the beautiful. Money, sex, power, that's about me. The good, true, and the beautiful, that's about him. That's about Jesus. How does that work? Well, we have to change the way we think and do. We have, like, so the good, all right, that's, that's morality. We have to reclaim our Judeo-Christian, 2,000-year, multi-millennial Judeo-Christian morality based on the commandments and the Beatitudes. We've got to start acting like Jesus. We've got to start acting like the saints. That's number one, morality. We've got to reclaim uh, uh, the truth. We have to claim our own philosophy based on the wisdom tradition, based on uh, Paul's call that his mind has to be in us. We have to, we have to do what he does, and we have to think the way Jesus thinks. How many of us do that? Do what he does, think the way he thinks. And when we get that right, when we act his way, we think his way, then we can do his way. In other words, we can, that third piece, the artistic, creative, aesthetic part. Morality, philosophy, aesthetics, or creativity. So if I think the way he thinks, acts the way, and act, I act the way he thinks, then I can create the way he does. I can create a good marriage. I can create a good family. I can create great kids. I can be a great son and daughter. I can be a good friend. I can do good work. You think about uh, how in our, in our, like say, this kind of current milieu where it's all this modern architecture and modern art. Nobody likes it. Who looks at that and says, that's beautiful? You know? We pretend, but we don't know. But if you look back at, at the great giants of Art and music and poetry and literature, architect, all, all the things that have been created, the most beautiful, come from those who prayed, who had faith, who tried to think the way Jesus thinks, who tried to do what Jesus did, and tried to create the way he creates, which is to pour yourself out into the lives that you have been called to serve with abandon, with joy without holding anything back. This is what we're about. And so, what motivates you, brothers and sisters? What gets you up in the morning? What charges you up? What makes you want to do what you do? And if you think the way he thinks, you act the way he thinks, acts, you can create the way he creates, and you'll be happy. You'll be happy. And it isn't a zero-sum game where, yes, it's all got to be about service and no ice cream. You can have both. You can have... Uh, your discipleship, and you can still get a bowl of fudge ripple, right? You can do it. But you just got to remember who gives it to you and why you're there and what it's about. The answer to every question that you have about your life is one word, Jesus. That's it. Don't forget that.